Hi, it's Nikki here and I'm jumping in just before the episode begins to let you know that from the 5th to the 18th of September 2022, the doors are open to the Thrive First Method and you can join us anytime. The link is in the show notes or you can just head to www.tlb.org.uk forward slash TT checkout. To help you decide if it's right for you, I have recorded a series of podcast episodes. So that's from episode 94 to episode 97. And in these, I've covered every question I've been asked. I've brought on my clients as special guests so that you can hear what it's really like when we do this work together. So I hope whatever episode you're about to listen to today serves you, regardless of whether you're joining us or not. And if you are, I cannot wait to welcome you in. So without further ado, let's get into the episode. Hello and welcome to episode 90 of the Inner Work Conversation. I am Nikki Cross and today I want to talk to you about the real reason that you might be getting in your own way. Now this episode is in relation, getting in your own way in relation to a goal that is meaningful to you, a goal that is on your heart, something that you really want to be, do or have, something that you would get to the end of your life and be really regretful that you didn't at least try. You didn't at least just go after it, right? It's that. That's what we're talking about today. And the majority of the time, like I want to let you know, just to front load the episode, it can be a real head fuck. The majority of the time when my clients first come to me, they will be quite clear in their mind about what their goal is. But when I ask them about it initially, sometimes they'll tell me they don't know. And it takes a little bit of digging to get to the actual goal when, as a matter of fact, they did know, but it's been that many times, that many times round this loop of wanting it and not being able to achieve it, that they sort of talk themselves out of it. Like they sort of um, convinced themselves that it's not for them. And so, you know, please don't be surprised if you are in a place where it doesn't make logical sense. You know what you want but you keep sabotaging your way to that goal. You've possibly decided that it's just not for you. Um, And maybe you've actually been putting barriers in your own way when you're going after the goals that are meaningful to you. I want you to know that if this is where you're at, this is really normal, as in it's really common, I should say. And it's something that I see a lot of. So, I'm going to explain to you the reason why I'm recording this episode when I'm recording this episode is because I have just taken my clients through the first round of the Thrive First Method. So I want to explain to you what that is and what that looks like so that you've got the context for this episode and that you know that every example that I'm about to give you, it's founded, it's based on a foundation of me recognising this in real people who I am working with, who I identify what their blockers are. Um, So look, the Thrive First Method, it begins with a module called Connect to Yourself. And really what this module is about is how do you best like to work? So for those of you who aren't involved in the Thrive First Method, have no intention of ever being involved in the Thrive First Method, the way I'm going to deliver this to you in this episode today is I'm going to give you what we do and what we go through. But then at the end of it, I'm going to give you an invitation of something that you can try. So just so that you're getting value from A, hearing about what we do in the Thrive First Method, but B, like a little takeaway piece that you can do at home as well. So 
The first way that I see people sabotaging themselves or sabotaging the journey on the way to their goal is not considering how they best work. We are all unique. We are all individuals. We are we all are made up of our own preferences and best ways of working. And we don't consider that. So when we've got a goal that's meaningful to us, we don't consider how we best work. And it is so important because most of us have never really explored the kind of support we need to get something done. We've never really thought about the way we like to work. And that also, by the way, includes what our own flavour of our own inner critic and self-doubt chatter tells us. And if we don't consider that, we're not really starting off on the right foot. We're almost setting ourselves up to fail because if we're not really considering what kinds of support we need when we're going after something that we really want, and that support also includes how we best like to work, so us supporting ourselves, not always support coming from outside of us. We're not thinking about things like how we're going to deal with self-doubt when it comes up. We're not really thinking about the pace in which we're setting off. And I'm sure that you can relate how many of us have set a New Year's resolution or set a goal and feel really motivated and pumped about it. Like, yeah, I'm I'm ready. I'm going to go after this thing only for it to fizzle out. You know, the same things. I I always use this example with my own clients of when I used to run a lot and I was getting used to running, and I'd set out from my house of doing a 5k run, and I'd slammer the first kilometer, only to then fizzle out and be knackered for the other four, and then I would tell myself, I just must not be able to do it, I just must not be able to run, I must not be a runner. Do you see what happens when we when we don't consider how we best like to work, and what we need in order to sustain certain pace that is required to actually go after our goal, well, we're going to fizzle out. We're going to be really motivated at the beginning, be really pumped. That's going to come through in the way we approach our goal. And we're going to basically do this thing where we go all in and then we fizzle out. And so this is the first invitation in this episode today. When you have a goal that means a lot to you and you know it does because it's not going away and you probably feel a lot, you've got a lot of emotion around it. I just want you to stop and consider what is your normal way of sabotaging yourself, inadvertently, unintentionally sabotaging yourself. And I want you to, rather than thinking, I just need to be more disciplined or I just need to have more motivation or more knowledge or skills or whatever, I want you to instead ask yourself the question, how can I best support myself to sustain myself on this journey while I'm going after what I, what it is I want. Because if you know that it's normal for self-doubt to come up for you, or it's normal for you to go hell for leather and then fizzle out, if you know that about yourself and you don't make yourself wrong for it either, you just treat it like it's something you observe, like it's a piece of information or data, you can work with that. But when we don't work with ourselves, with our own natural tendencies and preferences, and we try to do things like everyone else seems to be doing it, that's where we're going to fall down. So invitation number one in this episode today is I am inviting you to consider how can I best support myself on this journey, considering everything that I naturally tend to do, everything that I, every way that I 
best work. I know myself. How do I best work? And how can I support myself on this journey towards my goal? And some stuff might come up, by the way, that you really don't want to hear. Like, oh, well, I recognize for me, it's important for me to take breaks and it's important for me to take create time freedom so that I can sit with any inner critic or self-doubt that comes up. And that might indicate to you that it's going to take, it might have taken that person over there a year to achieve the goal you want to achieve. It might take you longer and that's okay. <laughs> that is okay. But not going after something because it's taking you longer than that person you're comparing yourself to over there. That is potentially a way that you're screwing yourself over before you've even begun, right? Anyway, I'm going to stick to the three points that I've got in this episode. Otherwise, it's going to be really, really long. So way number two, that we don't support ourselves to make it easy for ourselves to go after a goal that we want and actually get in our own way is how we actually set the goal itself, how we actually position the goal with ourselves to then go after it. What I see a lot of when people are goal setting is they set a big goal and I'm going to use some examples here to really get my point across. So for example, you know, I want to start a podcast or, and I, I use that one a lot, not because I think that that's what you all want, but because you're listening to a podcast and I can, I've started a podcast, so, <laughs> so I can really give you the examples. Um, but please think about the goal that is meaningful to you and apply that here. When I'm saying podcast, you apply your goal. So if it was starting a podcast, what many of us do is that's how we set the goal. That will be the goal setting exercise. I want to start a podcast. There's the goal. And then what I see a lot of people then do is do a massive long to-do list of all the steps that they're going to take, all of the 162 steps that there are to start in a podcast. And they basically set the goal and then figure out, get get to work in figuring out the how. And in figuring out the how, they create a long, 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 long to-do list. And they start at the top of that to-do list. And that's where they fuck themselves over. That's where they get overwhelmed. That's where they start making it mean something about them. Most of us have been taught to identify your vision, identify your goal, and then map out the steps that you think it's going to take to achieve that goal. And we make it about doing more. We make it about trying harder, which of course is unsustainable. And that's where the majority of us fall down. What more can I be? What more skills do I need to develop? What new knowledge do I need to learn in order to achieve this goal? And what tends to happen is we we start to create more and more and more to-dos that put more distance between us and actually us seeing ourselves being able to achieve that goal that we just think, you know what, this is just too much. I'm never going to get there. I'm never going to get there. And I want you to know, this is not your fault. In school, as in this mindset is not your fault, we're brought up on this shit. In school, we're brought up with comments like, do your best, try your hardest. In exams, we're taught to study hard. And then in work, most of us are brought up on, here's your goal for the year. Here are your KPIs, your key performance indicators that you probably don't feel connected to, but do feel under pressure to perform against. So the moment that we 
gain any kind of autonomy over our time and our direction and our goals and the things that we actually then do to be successful in inverted commas, which just simply means achieving the goal that is important to you. Yeah, that's what's that's what I'm saying success means in this episode. It's not then surprising that we subconsciously think that doing more and trying harder and ticking off that to-do list will equal positive results, will equal us um, achieving the goal. But actually, that's not always the case. In today's episode, I want to identify and highlight to you that you identifying the goal and then creating this list of to-dos that are as long as your road that you live on might actually be creating more distance between you and you achieving the goal. And this is where I mentioned earlier on about, you know, taking my clients through the first round of the Thrive First Method. One thing that we do every single month is we set that goal. And in setting the goal, I make it so that they can see that this has to be a goal that they can achieve within a month. They can achieve within a month. But what I make sure that they do not do is go after the how. So in that goal setting exercise, what I'm essentially saying to them is connect to that bigger vision. So that might that bigger vision might be start a podcast. Then what I'm getting them to do is think about, okay, now filtered down. Now we've zoomed all the way out and we now know what you feel deeply, deeply connected to. It's it's starting that podcast. That's what you feel. And we go into why, like, why does that goal, why is that meaningful to you? Really connect to it, really feel into it. And then what we do is we zoom back in. So we're like, okay, now I've got my, my vision, my goal. What do I think? If it's um, July now, what could I achieve in the next three months? August, September, October. What could I achieve then? Okay, so if I think that they're the best, most relevant steps, that's what I could achieve in three months. What about just in a month? What about just in the next four weeks? Ooh, what could I do in the next four weeks that won't mean that I've started the podcast, but will mean that I am closer to starting the podcast? And I get them to really zone in on what would feel good and what would feel like they're making progress in the next four weeks. And again, we are not even touching the how. We are not creating a to-do list of ways and steps that we're going to achieve it. We're just saying, in a month, what do I think I could achieve? And that leads me into every week we do plan, do, review. In the Thrive First Method, we then do plan, do, review every week. So we set the goal, and we do plan, do, review. So before I take you into um, explaining how that works and explaining the real reason why I think we get in our own way, and I am going there in this episode, I just want to give you the invitation that what you're probably hearing that I do with my own clients in the Thrive First Method is I get them to connect to that bigger, vi- that bigger vision, that bigger goal, but then I get them to make it more attainable by just zooming into the next month. Because when we stay zoomed out, start the podcast, that's where I think that many of us overwhelm ourselves. So I just want to invite you into that way of goal setting, to invite you into that way of thinking. If your thing is that you want to start a podcast or whatever it is for you, just consider over the next four weeks, what you could potentially do. And then maybe for you, maybe simplify it further by saying, well, just this week, what could I do for me? What could I do that would take me a step closer? Because that's all that 
that's all it is. You know, a house is built brick by brick. A cake is baked ingredient by ingredient, step by step. A cake is eaten bite by bite. Not all in one go. It doesn't all happen all in one go. And that's where I see people really fucking themselves over is keeping it really, like they either keep it really vague and big or they map out every single step, the 172 steps and they overwhelm themselves. Now, I want to, before I go into explaining what we do in Plan Do Review and then giving you an idea that you can take away from this episode and use as well, I want to just go into the title of this episode. Why is it that we do this? Why is it that we actually might be subconsciously, unconsciously getting in our own way? Because I think that for many of us, this is the thing that we grapple with the most is, well, I know what my goal is and I really do want it. Like I really want it. So if I really want it, why am I doing these things to get in my own way? Why am I sabotaging myself on the journey to the thing that I have said that I really want? And I think the reason for this is something that is really simple and makes logical sense, but we don't identify with it at the time that we're doing it. So say you like, yeah, I really want to launch a podcast or I really want to quit my job and start a business or I really want to get out of debt or whatever it is for you, like whatever the thing is that's on your heart, hold it close to your heart as I'm talking you through what I actually see in my own clients. When I am guiding my, my, my clients through, taking them closer to actually achieving that goal, actually launching their own podcast, actually quitting their job and starting the business or getting out of debt or whatever it is for them. They know they want it and it doesn't make sense to them why they keep sabotaging themselves on the way to it. And the reason for that is because they haven't brought the fears of being successful into consciousness. And really, that's just a fancy way of saying they haven't considered if they were successful, what it would mean to them in a negative way. So if I give you a few examples, they might want to start a podcast, but deep, deep down, they might they might know that what that actually means is, but if I start a podcast and I put my episodes out there, people might laugh at me. But if I start a podcast and I actually put myself out there, people might reject me. People might think it's shit. And if people think it's shit, I don't know how I'm going to react to that. I don't know if I'm going to be able to handle it. I don't know if I'm going to be able to handle that rejection. We don't address these fears, consciously address these fears. And because we don't consciously address these fears, what we do instead is we make it really hard for ourselves to go after the goal, right? This is something that we do do inside the Thrive First Method is we we stare at our fears in the face and we invite them to the table, right? It, I think it's so important to not make friends with your fears and not pretend like you're fine while they're there, but acknowledge them and acknowledge that they exist within you, within your heart and acknowledge that actually it's not through lack of time and it's not through all of the reasons that you might have given yourself in the past of why you're not making progress towards your goals, it's probably much, much more that you haven't allowed yourself to sit with your fears of if you are successful. 
if you do quit your job and you do start that business, the reason why you might have that goal and it might be close to your heart, but you might not be making progress towards it. Have you considered that it may well be because you've got underlying fears that are roaring deep, deep within you? And that roar is reverberating, <laughs> reverberate. I don't know. It's traveling through every ounce of your nervous system, but you're trying to push it down with action. You're trying to push it down and use force and a to-do list and ticking things off that to-do list and pretend that those fears don't exist. And what you're really scared of is that you might quit your job and launch this business and it might not work out and people might not engage with you and it might just fail and you might fall flat on your face. And if you're not acknowledging those fears, if you're not, let's, let's choose a a less dramatic example. Let's say you wanted to run a marathon, but you're training and you're training in a way that's burning you out. You're training in a way that's unsustainable. Have you considered that you might really want to do that marathon, but you might be really scared of the time it might take away from your family? You might be really scared of the requirements that it might have of your body physically or the way it might change your diet. You might, they might be real fears for you. And so, but you're all, you're there. Like, I just don't know why I can't just do it. Why can't I do it? Other people can do it. Why can't I? And you're questioning this about yourself. And instead of actually bringing your fears to the forefront and acknowledging that they might be the reason why you keep getting in your own way, you try to force and use this, I don't know why I can't do it. What is it about me that is getting it? Like, I can't do it. What is it about me? And you make it mean something about you when actually it may well just be that you haven't acknowledged and considered the fears that live inside of you. And that's where I want to take you into the final part of this episode, which is something that we then go on to do inside the Thrive First Method every single week. So I want you to, I'll just recap for you really quick. Every quarter, we are connecting to you. How do you like to work? How do you thrive? What fears do you have inherently? Because they're going to be different for all of us. I was recently chatting to a really close friend of mine around the reason why we were both having issues in a very similar part of our business. It, it was in relation to making a decision about something, a commercial decision. And when we really dug into it, like we could have blamed technology, we could have blamed so many different things that weren't relevant. But actually, when we dug into it, her reason was, what if I put this out there and people don't come? What if I put this out there and people don't listen or people don't buy or whatever, you know, whatever. For me, it was, I don't have that issue. I don't have the issue of what if people don't come? I'm in it like, that's just not a fear of mine. A bigger fear of mine is, what if people come and they don't see it as valuable? What if people come and they buy or they listen and they don't think that it is valuable? And both of our fears were causing us to sabotage our own journey to our own goals in very unique ways. So every single quarter with the Thrive First Method, I am getting you to acknowledge yourself. How do you best like to work? What makes you thrive? What are your unique fears? And how can we work best with them? Every month we then goal set. And then, this is the last part of the episode, every week 
we then go into plan, do, review, which is a very unique way of approaching your goals while you're thriving first. So I just want to be really clear about the Thrive First method. We do not force, we do not push, and we do prioritise you thriving first. One of the biggest reasons why I see the clients that I've worked with time after time after time not getting to their goal and getting in their own way on the journey towards their own goal is because they are not thriving first. They are telling themselves that I will allow myself to, myself to thrive after I've achieved the goal, when I've got the promotion, when I'm good enough, when I've earned enough, then I'll allow myself to enjoy the journey. Then I'll allow myself to really truly enjoy this and give myself the benefits and rewards. That is not how it works in the Thrive First Method. I am giving you the structure to create a routine and a pace and a cadence in your life and in your business that helps you to thrive first and go about your goals in a sustainable way to you. Not to me, Nikki Cross, not to that other Thrive First um, client, to you. You are so unique in the way that you like to do things. And I really want to get my clients who practice Thrive First Method to a place where they can acknowledge and honour that uniqueness about them. And they can, if they are a sprinter and they like to run their 5k by sprinting half a kilometre, then walking half a kilometre, that's how they're going to go after their goal. If they like to go at a really steady pace, slow and slow, slow and um, slow and steady, that's how they're going to go after it. But what we do in Plan, Do, Review is we take all of the things that we've learned about ourselves and that goal, we take that goal that we identified each month and we set about creating high value activities towards that goal every single week. And this is where I wanna just give you guys who are listening to the Inner Work Conversation episode today, something to take away. The majority of people, like I've already said, they set a goal and then they set out this massive to-do list that, oh, these are all of the things I've got to do if I want to go after this goal. I want to encourage you not to do that. I really want to encourage you to be brave enough to get rid of the noise in how you're going to go after that goal. Get rid of the to-do list that's 162 items long, that's probably overwhelming you majorly in a major, major way. And instead of going about it that way, I just want you to ask yourself the question, if I was to do one thing that is of high value this week, that will take me one step closer to that goal, what would that be? And for many, this is a really different way of approaching your goals. For many of my own clients where they struggle, and and by the way, the Thrive First Method is a method that you practice. So the reason that I make that really, really clear is because you're not going to get it right straight away. It's going to take a while for you to let go of your old ways of planning and going after things that are important to you and adopt new approaches. And so what I see when people first start practicing it is I see them being like, okay, I'm going to put a slot, I'm going to do calendar blocking and I'm going to put a slot in my diary this week that says work on podcasts. And I'm like, no, 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 no. That's not conducive to supporting yourself because what's going to happen is you're going to come and you're going to sit down at your desk and it's going to say you're going to get to the point where it says right work on podcast and you're going to sit down at your desk and you're going to be like where the fuck do I start where do I start with that and it's going to leave you sat at your desk thinking great well 
yet again, another piece of evidence that tells me I can't do it. Yet another piece of evidence that says I'm not good enough. And I really want you to consider about yourself that you might be setting yourself up to fail in the way that you are approaching your to-dos. So instead of having a to-do list that you're just working down and there's never an end and you could just keep going and going and going and going and it has no order of priority and you don't really know where to start, what I will get my clients to do instead is just identify the first obvious step. So if the first obvious step is, okay, well, if I'm going to have a podcast, I'm going to need something to record it on. Well, maybe the first obvious step is what's your budget? Figure out your budget, figure out, go and research, do give yourself half an hour, do a bit of research into the best microphone that fits into your budget, buy the microphone. That might be the first logical step. Okay, good. So in week one, we've bought the microphone. In week two, you might then go, do you know what? I recognize that I'm going to need a platform to host this on. I have no idea. I'm so bad with tech. Oh no, this is going to go so bad for me. There's all this brain drama. I'm going to have to coach myself through it. We give you the tools inside the Thrive First Method to coach yourself through that brain drama of I'm so bad at this and I'm so bad at that. And the stories we tell ourselves to get in our own way to reduce all of that. And you actually plan this into your week. You plan in If you can identify that there are going to be inner obstacles of going after the goals that you want, such as, oh, well, I always tell myself that I'm really bad with tech and therefore it's going to be really hard for me. We get you to identify those obstacles at the beginning of your week so that you can give yourself more time and more support to actually achieve it, to actually go after it. Because the thing that I don't expect of anyone is just to be able to do it. I don't expect any of my clients to just get over it. Oh, I just need to get a grip. I just need to do more. I just need to try harder. You've already done all of that. It hasn't worked, has it? You do. <laughs> Let's not kid ourselves that it just requires you to try harder and that actually it just must be a case of you being more motivated and more disciplined because it's not working out for you, is it? No, actually, it's going to require you to support yourself more. It's going to require you to hold your own hand and stand with yourself shoulder to shoulder and have your own back. And like I say at the the end of every single episode, cheer yourself on. And I do say that at the end of every single episode, I am always cheering you on and I hope that you're cheering you on too. In the Thrive First Method, I am actually teaching my clients how to cheer themselves on, how to coach themselves, how to work through self-sabotage, and how to create the space in their week, maybe obligation-free time, which is something I'm going to talk about in a future episode, to give themselves the room and the space and the support they need to go after what it is that they want. So it's not just a case of putting a slot in your diary that says, work on podcast, or that's going to do it. No, actually, it's breaking it down. The invitation to you at this part of the episode is twofold. Are you able to break it down into the next obvious step? And are you able to blank out all of the future steps and just focus on this one? Because you can guarantee that if your brain is presenting fear to you, if your imagination is presenting fear to you, then you you can almost guarantee that you won't want to get that step done because of what will happen after it. Oh God, but subconsciously this is, oh God, but if I if I do buy the microphone, that's going to mean that I'm one step closer to recording the episode. If I record the episode, I'm one step closer to putting it out there. If I put it out there, I might be rejected. That is what is going on for you subconsciously. Insert your own examples, of course. So 
instead of thinking 10 steps ahead, just focus, my invitation to you in this episode is just focus on the next step. And while you're focusing on the next step, the invitation to you is always asking yourself, how can I support myself right now? Rather than expect myself to just push through and work harder and do more, the invitation is to ask yourself, what support do I need in this moment? And the last thing that I'm going to leave you with in this episode, because as you as you know, it's plan, do, review, is when you get to the end of your week, actually, like there's a whole, there's a whole, um, step-by-step process to that I give my clients to review their week. And it doesn't take very long, but it is very impactful because what I'm getting them to acknowledge is not only their results and, and celebrating their progress, them, them celebrating their results themselves and acknowledging themselves because it's so easy, isn't it, for us to be like, yeah, I did that, what's next? I'm also getting, to, getting them to acknowledge the progress that they made in their inner world. I'm getting them to acknowledge the progress that they made and the things that they they attempted and the ways that they showed up for themselves this week that they haven't done previously. And it's with that evidence week on week on week that builds up into month by month, that builds up into a year where you look back from now to this time next year and you, you're like, oh my God, not only have I ch- achieved what I wanted to, but I have grown as a person And that is so important. Your growth will always supersede the things that you achieve. I know that for me, when I started my own business, that was something that I was genuinely flabbergasted by myself because I had so much fear around it that I couldn't quite believe what I was doing. But that wasn't the real achievement for me. Now that I am able to look back and I'm two years into business, I'm able to look back and I'm able to see that the real achievement was in the progress of who I who I have become, how how I have grown on this journey. And actually, the real achievement is never, never really like the business results, the revenue generated, the amount of client clients helped, the podcast listens and the surface level um achievements, they are all great. And I, I want you to celebrate them. And not only do I want you to celebrate them, I want you to share that those celebrations with us all. Whether you're in this community in the inner work conversation, that would to you, that would look like commenting on my Instagram post and emailing me and getting back in touch with me and saying, hey, I took what you said in that episode and I applied it to my life and business. And here's the outcome. I'm so proud. I acknowledge myself and I want to share that with you too. But I also want you to acknowledge the, the progress praise who are you becoming? How are you changing and evolving and connecting to yourself and building trust with yourself that typically get overlooked when we only acknowledge the outcome wins? The progress wins are the ones you want to be paying attention to because they are the ones that are going to sustain you when you're not seeing the actual results. Because when we don't see the actual results in our outer world, that is when we make it mean that, oh, this must not be for me. That is when we make it mean, oh, I, there must be something wrong with me. There must be a reason that I'm not able to do it. And they are. But when we actually acknowledge the the inner work, the inner growth that we are achieving on the way to that goal, oh my God, like, I can't believe I did that this week. I actually, cre- I, I actually decided on a title for my podcast episode, that took a lot for me to work through. Let me acknowledge that about myself this week. When you acknowledge that and when you recognize 
how you are changing and how you are evolving through the journey of going after what is important to you. That is the real progress. And that is what is going to sustain you when you're not seeing the external results as quickly as you want. So I hope you've taken what you came for and what you needed in this episode today. I want, I really wanted to highlight and point out that the real reason that you might be getting in your own way might have nothing to do with how hard you're trying or the things that you're doing and not doing, but it might have so much more to do with the unacknowledged fears that actually when we bring them to the surface and when we work with those fears, we realize that they are part of our imagination and they are important to acknowledge, but they're not important. It's important that we're not driven by those fears. Okay. So please, please take what you need from this episode. Contact me. Let me know. I want to hear from you. What has been the main thing that has rung true for you in this episode? What is it that I said that made you go, oh my God, that's me. That applies to me. And what are you going to do? More, more, most importantly, what, now that you've listened to this episode today, what are you going to do more of, less of, or different? And if you are interested, I'm talking a lot about the Thrive First Method and I'm sharing as much as I can with you. And if you're interested in that, I want to let you know that the doors are going to be open in September for you to join us. And I encourage you to do so. At the moment, there is a register your interest um, list that you can join. The link is in the show notes of this episode, or you can head to www.tlb org.uk forward slash tt checkout and you can just put your name down on the list which means that I'm going to send you a couple of emails to explain what the Thrive First Method is, how it works and what the pricing structure is around it. That's it. So all that said, please contact me if this episode has resonated with you. Please do share this episode with others. Please share it with people that you care about, your colleagues, your friends, your family, if you think it's going to be useful to them. Um, and of course, it goes without saying, please never forget I am always cheering you on and I hope that you are cheering you on too.